New Year, same show. Overweight? Finances in shambles? All that goes in the wash when you give us a five-star review. Need one more resolution to round out your year? Five-star ratings and reviews. Here's what we're doing, friends of the show. We want 100 reviews. Log into iTunes and review the show and leave any review that you want. And after 100 reviews, we'll do the show and review special. Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Beautiful Friday, Albuquerque. A football Friday. Oh, yeah. The final eight, the elite eight in the NFL going at each other. Saturday and Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It is still considered super divisional week. They need to quit are, are adding they, super to everything. Is, is that what it's called? I don't know. Just call it the Super Bowl. That's it. That's it. Quit adding super to everything. The Super Super Bowl. Quit trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is it a football Friday, it is a Fredless Friday as Fred Slow is on assignment in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Voice of Highlands will be calling games today and tomorrow. Lucky for you, Albuquerque, and lucky for me, we got Robert Buck D. Gibson in the house. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Oh, man. Ah, it was a nice day. It wasn't too cold. It was nice and sunny. It's 20 no clouds. De- 20 degrees right now in Green Bay. Wait a damper. Can you wait two minutes before we start talking about the Packers? We got three hours today, Vital. I'm just an idea of what it's like to be real cold and beautiful weather out in New Mexico. On yeah. cue, perfectly yeah. on cue, behind the glass on the ones and twos, super producer Mike Vital. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. It's a Friday worth of football. Friday. Mike's ready. Mm. Out the gate. Mm. Out the gate with the Green Bay talk. We'll be talking football all day today. 505-246-0610. Give us your hot takes on the divisional weekend, some big matchups. I think the eight best teams in the NFL are left, so let's talk about that. Yeah, We'll discuss every single matchup ad nauseum. Michael Phelps is back in the news. It's not weed stuff this time. I definitely thought it was. Not weed stuff. We're going to get to that. <laughs> He has opinions Uh-oh. on a new statement the Olympic Committee came out with. Mm-hmm. Is there trouble brewing in Dallas? Jerry Jones is non-committal on whether he's bringing back Coach McCarthy. It's always trouble in Dallas. Cowboy Nation rejoice. Oh, yeah. Mike McCarthy is probably gone. Probably gone. We'll see. Jake Paul and Mike Tyson... Have a handshake agreement oh. to have a fight. And that just... Mm, oh, mm, it mm, has mm, to mm, happen. That's the yummiest one yes. yet. There's, pen- n- there's, first off, there's no way this happens. But if it does, ooh, I need all the, that you I got. need the pen to paper like yesterday. We'll break that down later. 
The rumor mill is swirling. Robot umpires are coming to AAA baseball. Oh, man. Are they coming to Albuquerque? Oh, man. No official statement yet. And all the football talk you can handle. But before we get into sports, I want to talk about something that I noticed today that I didn't notice until just now. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm going to call it mask porn. Uh-oh, hey. And let me unpackage I'm this. I'm say, I'm in already. Because <laughs> with it being called mask porn, you have no idea where I'm going with this. But let me tell you what I'm talking about. Going in and out of businesses, in and out of parking lots, huh? in and out of buildings, and seeing people just rip their mask off and get that fresh air. <laughs> Looks like it just throwing their head back. Like a pro, like a Pantene Pro V commercial. That is like, me to a T. Yeah. Yes. Do you do like the front of the face? Grab the mask, rip it down. No. I don't care about my ears whatsoever. No. Or I, you just like rip it off yeah. and take a deep breath, guy. I do the index finger to the ear, but I I exaggerate it though. Okay. I do the whole that comical. Yeah, yeah. I you do don't it. Even, you don't even have a mullet like I do, but you still, <laughs> I still, you still whip your hair. Yeah, I still shake something. You still go, you still go full blown. Oh, I just what Will Smith's daughter. Yeah, still whip your hair back and forth. <laughs> she is nothing but scalp, bro. <laughs> I love watching people come out of buildings or get into their cars. Yeah, and it's something that I haven't like straight up noticed until today, because like I've been seeing it. For two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just today it hit me, like, how intricate people are about taking their mask off. But what I enjoy the most is what I call, I've been dubbing it today, mask porn, is when they just rip it off, like, so passionately and just stick their mouth and nose in the air and just act like they've been drowning for minutes Well, get their first <laughs> breath of fresh air of their life. It depends on the mask that you have, how dramatic. I know that is for me. You know, I have the, what is this, the N95 now? And I was, you know, I was rocking the little, whatever, the little thin ones. Yeah. But these really seal you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, man, so, yeah, when I break that seal, it's super dramatic. This is not a paid endorsement, <laughs> but the Under Armour masks are next level. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually uh, three layers of protection. Yeah. They're breathable. They wrap yeah. underneath your chin just right. You can clip them on your nose. So I don't have that big uh, moment when I take my mask off. So you never had it? Not to my knowledge. Really? I'm never like ripping it off. You know what I do? Here's, here's what I do. When I don't have my Under Armour mask, say I, I forget it and I got to use one of my throwaways and I got in my glove box. If I have one of those, the regular surgical masks on for too long, yeah. it like pulls behind my ear. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like eventually it'll give me a headache. So if I'm grocery shopping and I got like a long list or I'm doing some kind of tasks indoors where I need a mask the whole time. Yeah. Like it gets behind my ears and then I'll like, I'll take it off. But I don't do the big, oh, <laughs> It's like for some people, it's orgasmic. Yeah, the- <laughs> they just like lean back and like their shoulders slouch. And they're just like, oh, I've been tortured. Like how bad is your breathing? Like do you need yoga? Do you need meditation? <laughs> how bad are your breathing skills to where you get this little thin mask off and then you're just like, oh, oh 
my God. So when this I've been all, tortured. When this all first started, I was thinking about, you know, I may have some type of sleep apnea or something. I might have to do a little CPAP. After this, forget it. You, you got them in shape now. <laughs> I don't need it, for real. You don't, yeah, need, you don't need a stress test at no, your doctor no, anymore? No. Yeah, everything just works now. Yeah. Well, and plus, you know, I'm like a, a hot-bodied person. Okay, you're so, really hot. Yeah, uh-huh. so when it, especially with the, the real ones, they seal on, and it's a wrap for me, man. So I'm definitely one of those. I used to be big time one of those people that you would see just just we uh, super you know we were live from O'Neill's last night and I got to see my first anti-masker in the wild in a long time oh and uh they make a scene put it a little bit ah. a little bit I think okay. the staff the wonderful sna- uh, staff at O'Neill's handled it perfectly yeah this guy walks in no mask like sir you need to put on a mask doesn't say anything is all, sir, we'll, we'll make sure, you know, we'll, we'll get you to your to-go order, but make sure next time you have a mask on. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, gave him whatever. He's like, what's my total? Oh, like, okay, God. well, thank you for your patronage, sir. We appreciate you, yeah. you know, supporting our business, you know. At least they kept it professional. They kept it professional. They kept it cool. Yeah. But me, if I wasn't on air, I would have <laughs> yeah. been like, don't, don't treat people like this. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're putting themselves at risk mm-hmm. to be here and serve you. They are at work right now. Yes. Even I don't care about your stance on anti-mask or anti-vax, whatever. Have some respect for these people who are actually working right now. Who they're on the clock. Who chose to show up to work? Yes. There's so many that's like, forget it. I'm done. They're risking yeah. their safety to make ends meet. Yeah. They're working at a place where dozens of people go in and out every day mm-hmm. in the middle of a friggin' pandemic. Man. Like, have a little bit of respect. I, they, I thought those people kind of dried out because we haven't heard or seen from them in a while. I see. I, that was my first one I've seen in a yeah. long yeah. time. But, yeah, man, so I got my eyes tuned tight <laughs> on people coming out of buildings from now on. And just watch, loyal listener, friend of the show. You may not have noticed, but watch people's reaction when they get that fresh air and mm-hmm. they take their mask off. See if you got like the normal guy like me no. who just takes it off, I'm not normal. holds it up, puts <laughs> it in the pocket. Or if you're like Robert, yes. where you're just like, yeah. you fall down on your knees, <laughs> like you're, you're stranded on a desert island I'm and a-, a boat just pulls up and you drop down on your knees and you're, yes, thank you. I, Get I, me off this island. I was wondering if you guys ever noticed that. <laughs> when I leave the building, I do it then. I'll be... Like, as soon as we walk out of the door, and I'm just like, uh, like. See, I don't yeah. notice. I think and, and I don't even wear, it's just from here to downstairs. It's not a long, long walk. But to me, it's like I was a character in Dune, and I made it to the end. <laughs> you, feel, like, you feel like Bane yeah. every day. Yeah. I was walking down Central one Saturday night about a month or two ago, and there was a fight, and these two guys were fighting. And the one guy grabbed the guys. It looked like he had a can 9-5. And he grabbed it and just popped it back, you know, with the thing went right in his face. And then he took him down. It was crazy. Whoa. It was so oh, that's funny. a good move. Okay. It's, it, it didn't go back on correctly. It probably went all over his eyes yeah, it and went everything. All over his, it went yeah. over the top of his forehead. Yeah. So was like, that's like a, a hockey move. fight where you yeah. rip the jersey over yeah. their head and, and start, start punching them in the stomach. That's how, that's how I fight. Yes. That's next level. Work. I like that. You got hockey style only, Vital? I grew up in hockey country, USA. <laughs> you, were, you were supposed to do it that way. That's why I keep my shirt tucked in around Vital. <laughs> you don't have to worry. 
More NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the Y, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub. And we spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Just like my shirt says right now, we are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. That's we nice. play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub. And you could catch us every weekend at Electric Playhouse. I love their logo. It's nice. So I Oh, it's so strong. Yep. It's so strong. So this, this little medium tea they got me, too, so nice. Let me pull it up for the camera. You can you catch go. us on yeah. Facebook Live as yeah. well. If you're not catching us right now on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal, you can catch us on Two Men On's page on Facebook Live or the KNML app in your Apple or Android store. And if that's not enough, you got more options. You can go to talkabq.com, and that will take you directly to the live feed for our show. Or, hey, if you're busy, if you're caught up, we're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, your grandma put some toilet paper in the top of a tape and records <laughs> our show every day. So ask your grandma how it went and for a copy of that mixtape because we do that too. No excuses. So we're about to start breaking down some of these NFL playoff matchups. And I started to think about it. And except for one exception, I think that the eight best quarterbacks left lead the eight NFL teams still in the playoffs. And I'll give you my exception. And Robert, uh, you're going to you're going to like this exception. Okay. All right, so let's take a look. Okay. Bengals and Titans. Joe Burrow, we all have to admit is a top 5 guy right now, right? You got Rodgers okay. and Brady. Yep. And then right underneath Rodgers and Brady, I will put Joe Burrow in that next class. You think he's one of the next 3? Okay. Gotcha. Ryan Tannehill gets all the hate in the world because Titans run an old-school NFL team. But guess what? Ryan Tannehill is in the top eight-rated passers in the league this year, so get over it. Okay. Rams, you, Buccaneers, okay? I feel like you were talking to me on that one. Let's just, I'm, let me do a little intro. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. A little intro, a little preview, and then, yeah. and then you tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay, Rams and Buccaneers are the next matchup. Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, duh and duh. Bills and Chiefs. These might be the best two after Brady and Rodgers. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Okay? And here's my questionable one right here. 49ers and Packers. Aaron Rodgers probably going to be the MVP, number one guy. You make your argument over him or Tom Brady. Who would you rather have? Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that I think falls out of this top eight, and I replace him. With your guy, hmm. Justin Herbert. Hmm. And I think seven out of the eight best quarterbacks are still left in the playoffs. And that says everything you need to know about the modern NFL. Oh, man. 
and I spent all this time not wanting to agree with <laughs> Tannehill is the guy that I'm just like, oh, it's just I understand the numbers. I understand you did you did the passer rating, right? Yeah. QBR, QBR and passer rating. He's top Ryan eight. Tannehill is is top eight in both. He's seven mm-hmm. in um rating and he's eighth in QBR. And that's the whole season. Yeah. See, and then my thing is with him, it's just the eyeball. T- I was, ah. Right. He's not the guy that He's not. I – I look at I, – I, I look – I factor in what you're saying when it comes to quarterbacks that can lead their teams to victories, big victories. But him and, him and Garoppolo, if their team is down two minutes to go, one, maybe two timeouts – I'm looking at those guys, and I'm like, they're going to do something in spite of, <laughs> and they're going to lose if they need a touchdown. Sure. Now, if it's a field goal, that's something different. I'm talking about you're down four, and you have one, maybe two timeouts. You got to go 80 yards down the field. Those two guys, <sighs> I can't even remember the last time they did it. Not saying they've never done it or they don't do it a lot. It's just not something when you think about those two quarterbacks that's a part of the resume that you go to. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. And again, it's the eye test. Right. It's the sexiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Tannehill isn't a sexy quarterback. He doesn't make the big throws. He doesn't make the big runs. He's in an offense to where he really can't highlight his skills. But who do you replace Ryan Tannehill with on this list? Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, let me tell you who's next okay. in QBR. Gotcha. The next four in QBR – Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, I have no idea how he's this high, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. I have to go with Dak. You go Dak? I go Dak just because Dak has – they kind of have the similar receivers, even though Tannehill's receivers haven't been healthy the whole season. They both have two dynamic receivers. And I'm willing to bet that's probably why Tannehill's – QBR and passer ratings are kind of high this year um, as opposed to other years. But I would say Dak. Okay. I I would say Dak. I could see you and I could see a lot of people making the case for Kyler Murray, for Dak Prescott. Right. Sneaking into this list. Right. Both of those guys took L's and went home. They had the opportunity to lead their team. They both had opportunities. Right. To rise up and lead their team. And they both played way below what they showed in the regular season. That's right. So I'll say this, though. I don't think Tannehill will play way below what he played in the regular season. I agree. I think Tannehill, so I see, Tannehill will do Tannehill things. I see what you mean. I They're see what not going to ask too much of them. Yeah. They're going to run the ball. They're going to dink and dunk. And then once you put seven, eight men in the box, then you go over the top. To Brown and Jones. Yep, like that's yep. a perfect He's a game clock plan. Manager. Very clock true. manager. He does what he needs to do. Garoppolo's no stupid turnovers. Like oh, Garoppolo. We saw him. If you <laughs> and you saw him overthrow a wide oh. open Ayuk, and it tells you right there. Obviously, his shoulder was hurting, but there was a couple of plays there in the fourth quarter when, remember, they were winning only up by six. Yeah. Robert and uh, Van, you saw that, so that's kind of a concern. Can can they carry their team when they need to? That's a good right. question to think about for these co- for these quarterbacks this weekend. Yeah, and I think it's no brainers for the other seven. Oh yeah, oh most Joe Burrow, those definitely everybody who's not Packers, Buccaneers, Bills, and Chiefs would love to have Joe Burrow. 
to me, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, yeah. flip a coin. Yeah. Who do you like more? Yep. I think they're super close with the same player. They're going to be great for years to come. But who do you replace on this list with Ryan Tannehill? If you're talking who do you want for five years, that's a different conversation. Yeah, that is different. That's a way different conversation because then we start talking, okay, there's a bunch of other people I'll take for five years, but to win one playoff game, I am taking Ryan Tannehill whoa, whoa, over whoa. a lot of these guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you changed it. Huh. So you're saying to win one playoff game. A playoff game, not one two-minute drive. Give We're me – get. I'm definitely Tannehill's got to go now okay. because I was basically going off of this year. Are we going off of season. this year? Just this year? Yeah, just this year. Okay, well, yeah. I'll keep him then. Because like, I was going to say, Russell Wilson. Give, give me Russell Wilson. Yeah. If we're just, if it comes down, if I look at it this way, if I put Russell Wilson on the Titans, they're way better than what they are with Tannehill. Hey, Seahawks have a talented receiving core. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, you know, they had some injuries of the line. Right. But he had a very down year this year. Yeah, he looked yeah. like a shell of himself. Right. Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's taken – he went from MVP <sighs> to taking two steps back. I mean, he was hurt too, so. It's, you, you're making a point. Ryan Tannehill, man. I'm he's, always down on Tannehill. He's too. been good for three years in that Titans jersey. And he, I, didn't, he didn't I, have any support with his previous teams. Now he's got a good team around him, and he's he's playing very well. I just wish when it came to Tannehill, if you look at the previous playoff runs that the Titans have had, I feel like if he was just a little bit better, they would have been in a couple of Super Bowls. Sure. Yeah, sure. But to what you're saying, yeah, I have to agree. He's one of the top eight in the league right now. Yeah. His the yeah. season the season he put together. Yeah. But he's I will kick out Jimmy G. The Niners are winning despite Jimmy G. But the other seven, mm-hmm. I think those are the seven best quarterbacks left. But I'll tell you what, the 49ers know who Jimmy G is. Sure. And they're not trying to make him go win a game. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh yeah. Not so we'll we'll go into depth about that game because I, I already have a feeling how it's gonna go, but yeah, they, they understand who he is, and they understand who they are. Defense running the ball. Jimmy G, uh. <laughs> he, I mean, the guy, the Niners have, I sound like walking right there. The guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy. Jimmy G, for the Niners, mm-hmm. when healthy, has a 75% winning percentage. Yeah. They win with him. They know how to win with him. Yeah. I still don't trust them, and I think they're going to get twerped tomorrow night. So back to my point. Yeah. You can't win in this league without a quarterback. Look at all the teams in the middle who have 500 teams who don't have an upper echelon quarterback. You can't do it anymore. Right. You could do it in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I think once we hit the Manning, Brady, the Big Ben, that era. Yeah. The the number one quarterback, the all pro quarterback, it became way more important right. to the success of your team. More football talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I feel good. I mean, I have a big steel plate on my foot. That's only different from the, from the left foot to the right, but I mean, I, I feel good. Just, you know, I haven't did anything like two and a half months, so, you know, just getting back out there, getting acclimated to everything, and, you know, get back to being me. You heard it there first, straight from the source. 
Derrick Henry saying, watch out. Watch out. That place is going to go crazy. His first carry. Can you imagine? Yes. That big old dookie dread hanging out. (laughs) 200 yards and four touchdowns. That's a bad, bad man. And he's had two and a half months off. Oh, my gosh. He only played eight games, and he had 1,000 yards already in just eight games. Nuts. (laughs) He may have 80 carries (laughs) at (laughs) halftime. It's crazy. Titans are like bizarro Mm -hmm. offense. Yeah. It's like usually you pass the ball to get a lead, and then you start running the ball. They run the ball to get the lead, yeah. and then they give Derrick Henry a break, yeah. and they start throwing the ball. Play action. Oh. Yeah. Watch out. Your number one seed, Tennessee Titans, host the Cincinnati Bengals in the first game of the weekend, and we will break it down right now. Full disclosure, <clears throat> Vital, I'm a big Bengals guy. I grew up in the height of the last Bengals, their good team, Icky Woods, Boomer Esiason, yeah. that whole clan, the jerseys, the jerseys hit so oh, hard. Yeah. Yes. Burrow to chase. <clears throat> that is so much fun. As long as they stay healthy, they're going to be so good for so long. You put some really good pieces around them while you got Joe Burrow on his rookie contract, you just fill that roster with every good free agent. I think the Bengals are going to be good for a long time. Not tomorrow, though. <laughs> I was waiting for the butt. Not tomorrow, but. though. Because uh-huh. the Tennessee Titans are the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans kept winning and winning and winning. They did it without Julio. They did it without Derrick Henry. They did it without half of their offensive line. Yep. They just kept winning and winning, and they're going to do it again tomorrow. I got the Titans winning easily against the Bengals, and I hate to say it because I'm rooting for the Bengals. I would love to see them make some noise. I don't think it's their time yet. I'm proud of their season, but I think their season ends tomorrow. I have to agree. Um, This is going to be a blowout. Um, I think the Bengals are just on – they're on borrowed time right now. They Nobody – I'm not going to say nobody, but a lot of people – if they did have them going to the playoffs, they're not still in the playoffs. So they're young. You know, they're gaining experience. I just know the Titans are going to have four people on Jamar Chase at all times. Sure. And Burrow, they're going to they're gonna get after Burrow. Well, Joe, they're, Joe they're Mixon deep. ain't no joke either. Yeah. Joe yeah. Mixon's the real deal. Yeah. I think Derrick Henry is in a class in his own. Right. And right underneath him, I'd put Joe Mixon in that category. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, he's got power. He's got speed. He's got hands. He could be a game changer. I think, the thing is, they kind of went with more of the past after yes. the last six, seven weeks, profootballfocus.com was talking about how they didn't run the ball that much. So that's going to be kind of interesting. It worked earlier in the season. They kind of went away from it. But Burrow was just so flaming hot that he had, they had to stick with the ball downfield to chase all, a lot. I think they're going to stay with that, though, Mike, because – in their mind, they're they're no, they know they're going to get a lot of Henry tomorrow. Um, but what they want to do is maybe get off to a quick start, maybe get a little lead, shake that up to make Tannehill be the thrower, 
instead of Henry being the runner. I mean, you have to. Yeah. You can't you can't throw eight men in the box and say, I dare you, because you can't put, um, I'm going blank, A.J. Brown, right, right. Julio Jones. You can't put both of those oh guys one-on-one. On one. Yeah. You got to have a, a – you got to have a spy. You have to do cover two over the middle against those guys. Here's a, here's so a what thing. do you do? Like, do you mix well, it up? Do you fake having eight in the box and drop a guy back? They have to do some of that. Well, well, here's the thing, though. What people aren't talking about, the Bengals' secondary is trash. Think about those games that they've played. Their secondary is not that good. The thing is, their offense has been so good, so proficient, and then they – Okay, so think of the Raiders really don't have that type of receiving core. Go back, Kansas City. Kansas City ran up over 30 points on them. The reason why they won is because they scored 35 more. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. They. This is why I'm looking at this. This may be a super blowout. Like, not saying the Bengals won't score, but they're going to give up a lot of points. Yeah, I see that as well. Um Luckily for the Bengals, it can't be that much of a blowout because they're going to Titans going to run and run yeah. and run, and that clock's going to keep going. The time of possession, the time of possession is going to be a big deal. In Cincinnati, they're going to try to establish the run as well because you can't just they say, better. It can't just be <laughs> now. You're you're in the final eight teams. Yeah, this is when it gets real. You can't just get out there and sling the ball fifty times. To win a playoff game of this magnitude, you got to win on every facet of the game. Do you think they can win if Burrow has like 215 yards, completion percentage, closer to 55, maybe a turnover or two? Do you think they can win like that? I do not. Me neither. And that's what I, I do not. And until they become that team. When they can do that, because a lot of people, when you and I'm not comparing him to Brady, people think of Brady. Oh, he was throwing three, four hundred yards. No, those are the type of games that Brady them were winning. It was just situations that Brady was really shining. Um, but that comes with more veteran and more um, playoff wins and playoff games. So, like I said, they're on borrowed time anyway. They're ahead of schedule. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're that's the thing. Schedule. They're ahead of schedule. Yep. It's just like. Just like I told Raiders fan last week. Yeah. Just like I told Raiders fan on Monday. I was like, be happy you got this far. Crazy year. You weren't supposed to be here, especially yep. all the obstacles you went over, you went through. Just be happy you're here. Yep. And then, like, Bengals fan. Hey, Van loves you, Bengals fan. I am rooting for you. <laughs> I am rooting for the Bengals. I, the, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. That's I'm so exciting. Huh? I'm so excited to uh. see this. I'm so excited to see this for a decade. Are you kidding me? These guys are amazing together. Like, who who's a better combo? Real talk. Who's a better combo? Rodgers and Devontae? That's hard. I mean, how many? Well, this year? Who who do you put above Burrow and Chase? Obviously, Rodgers and Devontae is number one. Yeah. That's that's not a question. I, I, and I'm, I was going to say maybe Hill, Mahomes, or... Or Mahomes to Kelsey, but they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah, right. Yeah, that you, you got. Oh, okay. I'm done. Oh, oh, Stafford, 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 and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Okay, duh. yeah, that's number one. Duh, that's right. number one. But Stafford and Cup. We forget Chase is a rookie. 
that's the thing that we forget. To have those type of numbers comparable to these guys who are veterans in your first season and Burrow's second season, that has to, you know, that has to weigh in for something. One thing I like about Cincinnati, and they get overlooked just like the Titans do, I could tell you that. But the thing is that Burrow lets everybody else around him play at a higher level. He can get those players to play and get the max potential out of them. And that's what great great players do over time. So I think winning will be the new norm in Cincinnati. I don't oh, think yeah. they're there yet. I was really surprised they won the AFC North, let alone this game. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do pull an upset. But I, I, I don't waiting. think I don't think they have the experience that like the Titans have. Yeah. Okay. So now we we all think the Titans are going to win. Yes. I think the Titans are a lock to win. What is the Bengals' path to winning this game? For me, it's like Derrick Henry's not as healthy as he thought he was. Derrick Henry only has five carries and has to leave the game. Uh, Tannenhill gets blindsided and has a fumble, and they, they return a fumble return for a touchdown. Maybe some special teams. Like I think the Bengals are going to need a break or two to win, well, not only to win, but to even stay in the game. Yeah, I, I agree. It has to be, even though we just said that Tannehill's one of the, the top eight, if they make it to where Tannehill has to be in pressure situations, a big portion of the game, that's where they, they, may, they may have their shot. Because I'm going, if I'm playing Tennessee, I'd rather Tannehill try to beat me <laughs> than Derrick Henry. I, I mean, I agree completely. Yeah. And one thing we might be overlooking is what if Joe Burrow's the truth? I know, right? I what know. if it's what if it's not too soon? I know, huh? What if it's what if they're not on the on the come up? Maybe this is them right here. Maybe Joe Burrow is like oh, capable of throwing for over four hundred yards every game. Oh man. I mean, we saw that out of Mahomes a couple years ago. What if we got a meteoric rise from Joe Burrow? I tell you what, if they win this game, <laughs> the Titans really their strength of the last half of the season, the second part of the season has been their defense. So you're right, that's going to be kind of interesting. The real physical upfront Titan defense trying to put pressure on uh, Burrow. That's going to be interesting. We do an NFL talk all day on Two Men On. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What you got here, Vital? I don't recognize this song. Kiss. Ah, it's got Kiss. Love for Sale. Love for Sale? That's illegal. <laughs> 49 states, I think. Van, they, is that... they, they got Love for Sale. Oh. Is that a first that you didn't know the song that Mike was playing? Nah, he, he fools me every once in a while. i never really been a Kiss guy, though. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we start our mornings at the YMCA, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub. And you could catch us partying every weekend at the Electric Playhouse. Trouble in Jerry World. It's always trouble in Jerry World. Jerry Jones will not commit to having Mike McCarthy as his coach for next year. 
He wants to see all the available options. You would think the guy that you handpicked should have some job security, especially right after you go to the playoffs. And again, if you are watching on the Facebook live stream, had some tech diffs, but now we got Robert Buck D. Gibson back with us. I'm back. I'm back. We, have back. To, we have to double up on the sexiness again, so we're back. Guess who's back? <laughs> and no, we did not plan our outfits. We're not both wearing red <laughs> T-shirts on purpose. We did this, this with Jordans like, one time. Yeah, we sure now, did. Look. Okay. I have two red shirts. I got a New Mexico Pinon shirt, and I got a Lobo basketball shirt, and that's it. And I'm wearing red on the same day. <laughs> I'm rocking I don't think brothers. it's the worst idea. You don't? Especially if they lose Dan Quinn. Why not just blow up the ship? Dan, <laughs> Dan Quinn is who kept that team together this year. Despite all of Mike McCarthy's bonehead decisions. Despite some, I mean, the shell of Ezekiel Elliott. Who is this guy anymore? Despite all of that, they still made it to the playoffs. Right, They still were a drive away from advancing in the playoffs. Do you think that if they lose Dan Quinn, who is an excellent defensive coach, he seems like average, slightly above average head coach, but he's getting a lot of interviews, he's getting a lot of buzz out there. If they lose Dan Quinn, don't you just get rid of McCarthy too? No. That's your guy? I don't think, no, he's not my guy. <laughs> but he hasn't been there long enough. I'm I am so against the revolving door when it comes to to um coaches. It takes time. I I think and I keep saying this, Dallas thinks they're better than what they are, and I believe like this type of season that they have, it'll galvanize them. It'll make them better. Now if you go get a new guy, a new coach, you got to start all the way over again. Well, I I I think it's better to I say give McCarthy another season or two and then see what he does. See, I, I don't I agree with you yeah. that two average years you don't just get rid of a coach. Right. You gotta let them get their program, establish their team, and then judge them once they get going. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, we <laughs> say the word cowboys and five oh five two four six zero six ten. Sports Animal Hotline lights up. Tommy, the sure. truth. How you doing, buddy? Good, guys, but I'm not the one to talk about the Cowboys. One thing oh. you got to learn about me, one thing you got to learn about me, I'm done. They're <laughs> out. There's no need to talk I'm about out of there. there no need. They're done. Yeah. I'll talk about them next year. I want to talk about what's going on in the playoffs right now. Hit us. Um, who are you guys' picks? Uh, well, we're doing that all show. We both got the Titans, and then next okay. we got uh, Packers coming up. But feel free to jump the gun, Tom. Yeah. Tell us what you got. I, I, I'm going pretty. I mean, with pretty much the favorites. Green. I picked Tampa Bay and Kansas City before the season began. I got Kansas City winning the Super Bowl, so I'm picking both of them to win. I'm picking uh, the Titans, and I'm picking Green Bay. Cincinnati, I love them to death because I picked Burrow so late in my draft. I go running back, yeah. wide receiver, heavy on fantasy draft. I always get my quarterbacks later. And he's like my second quarterback taken. Then I got chased way later. There's no way Boy. I would think they were going to do what they did this year, but they helped me win my fantasy league. Well, congratulations, um, Kamish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I would make – Let's let's test that that leg on on Henry. Let's see what he's got. I'm going to know the first five carries what he's going to be able to do. Stack that line, stop him, 
and say, you're going to have to beat us, quarterback. You're going to have to beat us. We're going to stack it. You're going to have to beat us. I think all the games are going to be close. I don't think there's going to be any blowouts. Uh, what is it going to be, 10 degrees in Green Bay, 9 degrees, something like that? Zero at start of kickoff. It's going to be run, run, run. I think both those teams are going to try to run the football. I think Rodgers will probably try to throw it more, but if I was San Francisco, just try to run. When you've been doing it all year, don't, don't, don't break the – what you did a few years ago to beat them, just run the football. Is it going to be a blizzard or just going to be cold? Right now it's just supposed to be cold. Okay. And, and that does not bother Aaron Rodgers no. at all. No. No. Now He'll be in his late what, 90s baggy Garoppolo, white shirt. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> Garoppolo has never played in that cold of a weather before in his entire life. Ever. So not even in New England he played in how cold it's going to be. Vital, how do the Italians do with the cold up there? Well, if you grew up there, you can handle it. <laughs> if you didn't and you're somewhere else like Garoppolo, he's probably going to – he'll probably get – the more he moves around, the better he gets warm. So he'll be fine. He, they're going to be behind so much. He's going to be moving around. All right, Tommy, uh, <laughs> un- unpackage uh, Bill's Chiefs for me. Yeah. How do you think that's going to play out? I, I, I pick Kansas City. The only time I switch my things if the team's already getting knocked out, Kansas City or Tampa Bay were knocked out, and we do pick a different. But I picked Kansas City to win the Super Bowl before the season began. So I, I got Kansas City in that game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I got I to gotta stay with my pick. You and me both, and again, Tommy. Remember, Kansas City and Tampa Bay are fighting for they're fighting for dynasty privileges, and they're fighting for team of the decade. If Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, guess what? They're a dynasty, and they're the team of the decade as of right now. Tampa Bay wins, guess what? They're a dynasty and a team of the decade right now. So they're fighting for a lot. A lot that means a lot in the next, uh, you know, 10 years. Beginning of the year, I also had the Kansas City Chiefs, but my Green Bay football Packers are doing so well, I've obviously switched my pick. Go, Pack, go. Sure. Thanks for being a friend of the show, and thanks for the call, are, Tommy. Are you going to be at the fashion show tomorrow? Uh, Fred will. I'll be out of town. You'll be out of town. Yeah, I'm going to be there, too. Okay, guys, have Sweet. a good weekend. Thanks, so. Tommy. When we come back, star of TV and radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Smooth little groove right there. Good afternoon, Duke City. If you are a 9-to-5-er, congratulations. You made it through another week. You are now listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub, and you can catch us on the weekends at Electric Playhouse. On the Sports Animal Hotline right now, loyal listener, friend of the show, you know who he is. Loyal listener out there, if you do not know who he is, you have been sleeping on the best in the business. Star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. What's up, my dude? Hey, buddy. Just came off my weekend, refreshed to uh, hit a very busy sports weekend in Albuquerque. I can't wait. Well, you are the busiest dude in the game, and we always love having you on. It is an absolute blessing to have your skill and expertise and knowledge 
to totally outshine us and make us look like the dumpster fire we are. That's wrong. So oh, I'll take it, buddy. thank you so much. <laughs> Nicest guy I've ever met. I'm my telling heart, you, my heart is a flutter. <laughs> Brandon, it's a Fredless Friday as Fred's on assignment in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. As you know, Fred is the voice in New Mexico Highlands. So you got your boy Van and your boy Robert Buck D. Gibson with you. And you're going to do something very special right now, unprecedented in the history of Two Men On, in the history of ABQ Central and Two Men On, for that matter. You're taking this show's virginity. We're about to talk track and field? What's yeah, going on in the track all, and field world, all, Brandon? It, it is blasphemy you guys have not talked about track and field all this time but I'm, I'm happy to do it right now because literally next door to your guys building at the albuquerque convention center they're getting ready for their first indoor track and field meet in albuquerque in 22 months the last time it was supposed to happen was the ncaa championships covid struck that week the day before the meet and it didn't happen and man do they have a beautiful facility they bought a brand new track a brand new indoor track uh, with with a whole bunch of turquoise on it, which New Mexicans love. Nice. So yeah, 9:45 a.m. You can watch the brilliant Lobo track and field team. The women's distance team is always one of the best in the entire country, and there's some great sprint events. Uh, yeah, starts bright and early tomorrow uh, on a what's going to be a should be I think a nice Saturday. So I lived in Albuquerque for about a decade before I knew how big of a deal track and field is here. Can you unpackage to the listener who may not know, like me, who is in the dark, how big of a deal track and field is in Albuquerque? Yeah, I mean, you can start with the fact that in the summer games this past summer in the Olympics, you had two Lobos running in the Olympics. One of them won a bronze medal in Josh Kerr, uh, both Josh Kerr and Courtney Frericks, who's uh, they're actually both in town uh, for a uh, a bittersweet event and a celebration of life of, of uh, James Butler, who passed away uh, recently, a uh, former assistant of the Lobos. Uh, so they're in town to, uh, to celebrate him tomorrow, today and then be at the event tomorrow. Um, yeah, so the fact that you have two Olympians in recent years in your program, that's a big deal. And then on top of it, they have NCAA championships, both individually and as a team in, in both cross-country and in the, the, the spring track and field program. So, yeah, I mean, they are as good as you can get when it comes to a collegiate program, and they're right here at UNM in Albuquerque. They're, they're unbelievable in cover. So, Brandon, so say we come out tomorrow, we go to the convention center, we're there early. Who are the names that we should be looking out for that will be the stars for tomorrow's Invitational? I just spoke to Javon O'Brien, who's a transfer originally out of the, the city of Houston, was at a JC H-Town, in baby. Kansas recently. So uh, he is running in the 600 meters, normally a 400-meter guy, outdoors. But indoors, uh, you, look, you got to see the track, first of all, because the track on the straightaways is, is a normal surface. But then when you make the turns, it elevates up as you make a turn and then down as you're coming back, it, the sprints are alone are, are really fun to watch um, when you're talking about like a couple of laps, but the distance running. So at, at six, 
600 meters will be at 11.15 a.m. with Javon O'Brien leading the way for the Lobos. Uh, and then also um, the girls' mile. I mean, the women's – I should say the women's mile, excuse me. The women's distance team, pound for pound, every single year is among the nation's best. And, they, and they've got girls from a top five finish in the cross country running in that event. So those two events stand out. Uh, Coach Joe Franklin pointed those out when I spoke with him today. And, yeah, from 945 all the way until the evening, you're going to have events to watch. So who, who are the Lobos' big competition this weekend? There's just teams from all over the country. Uh, you, you can Yeah, you can name a whole list of them. But, honestly, I think the thing that should draw people the most is, is the Lobos. The Lobos are going to be the favorite in, oh. in a whole lot of events. And what, what better way to watch – an event here in Albuquerque and watch the Lobos win. So there's some great teams from around the country, but the Lobos are the big draw. They're the ones that have nationally ranked athletes every single year. So you got to get out and just watch the Lobos take on some of the best teams in the country. So I want to go back uh, about the women's distance team. Is it because of the air here that we just have that advantage over everyone? And, And especially for the first time in 22 months, they're going to be at the Albuquerque Convention Center. They're just going to be sucking wind. They're not going to be able to do anything with these women. Yeah, elevation certainly helps. You have the Lobos, who are a national power. You have teams in Colorado, uh, Air Force, and Boise State usually, uh, you know, regionally in this part of the country are, are also good. The Mountain West, uh, Northern Arizona is, is also a great distance team um, year in and year out. But, yeah, I mean, elevation certainly helps, but then it, it especially helps to meet have Joe Franklin bringing in unbelievable talent from all over the country and also all over the world. And when you talk about Lainey Kaladi, who recently won national championships uh, for the Lobos, and she's now primed to make the Olympic team for the next summer games. So, uh, yeah, it's just a mixture of things that make them a great program. I can't catch this event, but I want to go with you to the next track event and see this turquoise slanted downward NASCAR track. I never heard of anything like this before in my life. This sounds so cool. It's really cool. So pivoting to high school basketball, what are you covering this week? What are the big storylines here in Albuquerque? Yeah, district basketball started on Tuesday for a lot of teams. And then for another dozen or so school districts starts tonight. So yeah, you're now moving on to the second season of high school basketball. You, you're done with your non-district and your tournament time. Now you're moving on to district, and this is where teams can really build their resume to try and get into the state tournament. So you got teams like Volcano Vista playing tonight in Albuquerque. Undefeated Farmington will be in Albuquerque tomorrow at West Mesa. Uh, Piedra Vista, this is all girls basketball. Piedra Vista will be at La Cueva tomorrow. Uh, a lot of great Metro m- matchups, a lot of great uh, – just teams from all over the state bunching up. You got Artesia and Hobbs in girls basketball going head to head tonight. And then on the boys' side, uh, games like Santa Fe at Los, Los Lunas stick out in my head. That'll be a good district battle. Um, yeah, great city metro matchups like Albuquerque High hosting uh, Capital out of Santa Fe, Highland. Uh, down Cole Avenue is going to be hosting Berlin. Both of those teams in the same district are among the top-ranked teams in 4A. So a lot of variety, but, yeah, it's all about district and just building that resume for state. NFL Divisionals this weekend. we got four great games. 
two doubleheaders, two great days of football. What is your hot take for the weekend? You got an upset? Do you got an underperformer? What do you see happening? You know, just looking at the games and looking at all of the, how well the road teams played. And yeah, I mean, you have the Chiefs and Buccaneers who won pretty impressively in the wild card, but every road road team in the divisionals, Bengals, 49ers, Rams, Bills, looked pretty impressive in the wild card. And I think all of them have momentum heading into this game. I feel like momentum is a huge thing come postseason time. So one hot take would be I, I wouldn't be surprised to see all the road teams win. I really wouldn't be all that surprised. Wowza. Mm. When you're talking about two one seeds going down, that could be a hot take. But the one that I like the most is I like the Rams at Buccaneers. Uh, that defense just obliterated Kyler Murray. And, and you talk about the most dynamic quarterback in the game, and they, they made him look like he was a rookie all over again. Sure. Um, yeah, Tom Brady's a whole different kind of quarterback. They're going to have a different – package different scheme to get at him and the Buccaneers offensive line is banged up so the Rams I really like on the road not necessarily in dominant fashion but I just like them to win and yeah I I honestly could see all the road teams winning Brandon real quick I know your Raiders are out they got rid of Mike Mike Mayock as the GM do you think you guys should keep your coach I do I, I think he did as good of a job as you could have hoped coming out of the circumstance of John Gruden exiting and getting them to the postseason, that was, that's been the thing the last five years. The Raiders were trying to get back to and take that next step. He helped get that done. I would love to have him back. But if you're getting rid of Mike Mayock, it probably makes more sense for the new GM to bring in their own coach to have that culture starting fresh together. I, I, both, both options could work. But if, if you're asking me, I want that coach back for sure. You heard it there, star of TV and radio, the best in the business, the harding working man, the hardest working man in Albuquerque. Thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being a friend of the show, Brandon. Thank you, boys, and don't forget women's basketball at the pit tomorrow at two o'clock with Fresno State and the men's team on the road to Wyoming. So a lot of basketball to watch, track and field, and a whole bunch of stuff to watch this weekend. A lot of basketball this weekend, and we will be talking basketball next segment with the voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. House off the Tovar screen. DeJohnson at the top. Javante, step back three. Good! Javante Johnson with 16. He's four of five from deep. Lobos within 73 to 66. You heard it there first. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. The Golden Pipes. <laughs> if you will. The buttered throat, if you will. Wait, what? Whoa. Hey. Hold up. Oh, hold on. That didn't come out right. Calm down. From one Albuquerque legend to the next, Rob, we just had your friend Brandon Ortega on talking Lobo track. Now we got you, Rob Portnoy, the voice of the Lobos, to talk a little Lobo basketball. How you doing, my friend? Oh, it's tough to follow the act of uh, the spice of Ortega, but I'll do my best. <laughs> hey, he's high energy, but we only got 10 minutes, so I'm thinking you could match it. <laughs> I'm ready. What do you have for me? So, loyal listener, we've been catching this all week, is a little down on the boys. And obviously my retort 
is Coach Patino. It's his first year, hasn't brought in all of his dudes yet, and where would we be without the dudes he already brought in? Is that the storyline so far this year? That is so accurate. Oh, thank Uh, you. You are Van the Man, and and keep (laughs) trumpeting that because I understand the uh, Lobo fan frustration. Um, It's been too long since the team was playing at a level that they grew accustomed to expect. And everybody around the athletic department gets that. Coach Patino has a team that is undersized, shorthanded, undermanned, playing so great, uh, playing together. Anybody who watched that last game can see what this team will be. Um, They just don't have the horses just yet. And quite honestly, uh, I mean, they've had second-half leads in three of their five league games already. They haven't been able to close the deal. I get that. But they've been competitive, really, in all but one of them. And, you know, is tomorrow the one where they get that first win? I don't know. But uh, I think it's another matchup that the Lobos should be very competitive in, even though Wyoming is outstanding. And that's another thing that fans need to remember. While UNM is in a full-on rebuild, and that means completely retooling the roster from the ground up, literally. Um, the rest of the league is outstanding. I mean, almost 10 years now with the Lobos, and I haven't seen the league this deep ever. Um, you could say maybe that there isn't a, a you know, great upper crust team um, like back in the early to mid you know, 2010s, right? But – what, San Jose State and Air Force? Air Force even has a, a, a nice win or two already this season. Uh, to me, after, you, after those two teams, there isn't a game where you go, well, there's one that we should win. I mean, that's how good the league is top to bottom this sure. year. So there are no uh, weeks off. There are no games off. And, and that makes the sort of 0-5 start um, what it is. And I know it doesn't look good, but keep the faith. This is the start of a process here. And – you can already see that the talent level for this team has taken a huge step forward. And I, I say the same thing about Coach G and the football program. It's going to take a while. There is no magic fix. It doesn't happen overnight. And you know what? The only way to make it happen is your support. Get out there. Go to the games. We don't have a home field advantage at the pit unless you show up and cheer. Exactly. Um, so, so, Rob, this game Wednesday against Colorado State, they've only lost one game. We were with them neck and neck the whole way. You, you have Javante, he goes off, team high, 18 points. Rolling over against Wyoming in, on Saturday, is this, was that like a silver lining game where we could take that momentum and say, hey, look at what we did against this caliber of a team. Can we go ahead and add on to it and do something with it Saturday against Wyoming? I sure hope so. Um, The performance against Colorado State is not the only one that you can hang your hat on. I mean, Utah State's a really good team. The Lobos had a chance to beat them at home, lost that game in overtime. Um, You know, New Mexico competed with Boise State. New Mexico competed at Nevada. Uh, Again, Wyoming's got some great wins already on its resume. They're unbeaten in league play at 3-0. They have road victories at Nevada and at Utah State. Those are really good wins. Um, Non-conference wins, including Washington and Grand Canyon, 
Um, and Fullerton, I mean, they they won two out of three games in the Diamond Head in Honolulu in, in their um, tournament, their non-conference tournament. So it's a good basketball team. They're really efficient offensively. The Lobos certainly can compete tomorrow. Um, winning here at the Arena Auditorium is not a given. I mean, but here's an interesting thing: since this arena was built, they call it the Dome of Doom. It's a funky arena. Um, it can get pretty loud in there, and they've got a nice tradition. But the Lobos darn near have met Wyoming at a standoff since this building um, was erected. It's 19 and 17 is the record. Wyoming has a two-game edge all time against the Lobos in this building. Last time UNM was here two seasons ago, the Lobos won. Remember, last year's series was a two-game series due to COVID that were supposed to be Lobo home games. They were played at the Air Force Academy because the Lobos didn't play any home games last year. Uh, because of the, the regulations in the state of New Mexico. So um, they can win tomorrow. UNM can win tomorrow. There's no doubt, but it's a tough road to hoe. They've got two of the best players in the league. Graham E.K. and Hunter Maldonado are outstanding. Wyoming's a, a tough out, for sure. They play in a building called the Arena Auditorium? <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Rob, would you like to come over to my house home sometime for dinner? <laughs> Yeah, and, and let's have supper, dinner. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so how's how's the morale? It's a losing streak is hard, especially when you're this close a few games in a row. Is everyone holding each other up? How's the vibe in the locker room? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, you hit the question. I mean, that's the one. Um, of all the questions that Coach Patino received in his presser this week, uh, it was that one that he said, that's a great question. In other words, you keep – it's kind of like Sisyphus right now, right? I mean, these guys are climbing the mountain. They're pushing the rock all the way to the top, and they're close. But they can't quite get it there, and then they have to start over. And how do you keep the guys um, motivated? How do you keep them believing in the process, that everything that they're doing is going to pay off and that they're going to you know, have that, uh, that cherry on top at some point, the, the victory? Do they get there? Yes, of course they do. It'll happen. Um, but the, the, the competition is stiff, and it, it continues to be so. And you, you can't have a letdown. And, you know, another game like they played against Colorado State where they're leading the 23rd-ranked team in the country in the second half and they can't finish, um, it, it can erode your confidence. And that's the task right now that faces Coach Patino and his staff is to make sure that these guys continue to believe that – uh, everything that they're doing is going to get them over the top and it is going to make them better players and it's going to make the team better. And that though at the end of the season, you're not going to have a record that you're going to be happy with. You're laying a foundation that ultimately will get you where you want to go down the road. Um, you want to have some incremental successes along the way, Van. And uh, a win over Wyoming on the road would be a great place to start. All right, well, that's, that couldn't have been said any better. Uh, I'll text Coach Patino right now, say he owes you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I know, uh, I know you're a busy yeah. guy. I know you're up against it. Can't wait to continue this conversation with you and see where this season goes. Uh, you're an absolute delight, and UNM Athletics and uh, Albuquerque in general is very fortunate to have you, and thank you for being a friend and a friend of the show, Rob. Oh, Van, that's nice of you to say. And, uh, yeah, the Lobos are headed over to the AA. That's the Arena Auditorium <laughs> to get their first shoot around in here in just a few minutes. So thanks for getting me in before we head over uh, to the arena. And 
Uh, go Lobos. It's great being with you guys. Keep up the great work. Go Lobos. You heard it there. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. More football talk when we come back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Just like my shirt says, we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we spend our evenings at O'Neill's and our weekends at Electric Playhouse. 505-246-0610, the sports animal hotline is opened up. And we got friend of the show, Mailman, online. What's up, my dude? <laughs> What's happening, fellas? So, can I do something real quick for you, Van, the man, Levitan? All right. Um, hit, hit me with it. What's okay, up? so so when you're not here, Fred is always in the back. Van's not here. <laughs> sure. Can, yep. can, can, can I say... Hey, Van, Fred's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut this clip um, and send it to him. Yes. Yes, please do. Um, so, um, Robert, I need your help with that dog spray I gave you last week. <laughs> I, I, I need your help. I need you to go in the control room, and I need you to douse your boy Z Tali. He was barking at me like that dog last week, because I told him that, unfortunately, his pack is going down, and as soon as his pack season is over, his very best friend, Aaron Rodgers, is moving to Pittsburgh, dog. Oh, he wants Rodgers so bad. You want him so bad, yeah. don't you, mailman? Hey, that's that's just two more Super Bowls while we just chilling. <laughs> while we just chilling. And your boy Vital cannot stand it. He can't stand it. Well, don't hey, forget, just, don't forget Van as well. Hey, I'm a Packer backer too, baby. Yeah. Oh, Van. Well, I'm gonna need another bottle. I'm gonna need another bottle of the spray. Yeah, yeah. Get it up. <laughs> get another. I'll, I'll get you another one. Yeah. Van, Van's a Van's not the pit bull the Vital is. Van's more the Van's more the nice mutt that as long as you feed him. He's going to let you pet him, and he's all good. He'll he'll roll up beside your leg and uh, kind of, you know, kind of nip, nip your leg with his nose and say, hey, I'm here. Can you scratch me behind my ear? Well, that's, that's hey, funny. Mailman, I don't know if you're talking about food or something else, but that's how every woman got me. <laughs> that's Van. That's oh, yeah. He's a pit bull in the control room that was barking at me the whole time talking about, we're not losing it. You get off my phone, man. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, he was barking pretty rough, so I need you to go in there and just, just gas him and calm him down just a little bit. Wait a minute, mailman. So, you know, your pick last week wasn't that great. Are you no, gonna, are it you wasn't. Gonna, are, and I didn't plan for it. I knew that they wasn't going to win. It was like it was like that uh, 101 long shot. So, I, so you don't them, you don't think two, this pick, those two cats in the Fast and the Furious? You don't think this uh, pick that, is going to do the same all thing? That money and they, well, they stole all that money and they went to Monaco and one bet on zero and the other one bet on double zero and they both lost. 
So you don't you think I, this I, pick this I week? I knew that was going to happen. So you think the 49ers are going to go ahead and solidify the pick that you have for this week? Yep, the 49ers will win, and Aaron Rodgers will say, "The hell with Green Bay, <laughs> pack his bag, get on the first thing smoking, and go see my boy Mike Tomlin." Who's going to open up the door and say, come on in, dog. I got a nice warm spot for you here by the fire. I got a little Applejack to get you to get the chill off Some your bones. And, uh, and we're going to take care of you right here. And you don't ever, 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 never have to worry about going back to Green Bay again. Other than to beat them down and, and leave them in the bloody heat that they are. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this last thing, Mr. Robert. Yeah. In the words of the immortal Mar- Mariah Carey and her fan self, um, she said to tell Jerry Jones, love takes time to heal when he hurt him so much. And, uh, you went old school, Mariah, too. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And... Uh, she don't want to be uh, 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 Mike McCarthy. Don't want to be there alone. <laughs> Mailman, thank you for another you great call. And thank you for you. being a friend yeah. of the show. <laughs> hey, it's a big day for <laughs> us here at Two Men On today. One. Number one, we had our first track and field segment yep. with Brandon Ortega. Yep. Number two, we get our first Mariah Carey quote live on air. Yeah. So it's a day of firsts over here. And it was on point, too. I knew exactly the song he was referring to. I do not think the Niners will beat the Packers. And we will tell you why. I don't think Mailman In the 6 o'clock either. hour. <laughs> but if they do, the oh. second part of Nostra Dumbass's prediction <laughs> might be true. Because if they, if they lose to the Niners, oh, yeah. if they lose to the Niners and it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault, he might be gone. It's, it's never his fault. Because, you know, the off- He doesn't throw picks. That, like- was, that was the talk of the offseason, right, yeah. before the season started. Yeah. Where is he going to actually play this year? They kiss and made up. They're going to be fine. They had a great year. They got the number one seed. But it's Super Bowl or bust, right? Yeah. It's a failure if you don't. They have the most pressure on them, I believe. Yeah, he does, especially with all the stuff that he said over the offseason, and that had a lot to do with it. But I heard him with Pat McAfee earlier this week, and I've been noticing the last couple weeks he's been confident, Rodgers, that is. He's Mm -hmm. been feeling calm, and and he he feels like he's in control more than ever that I've noticed him talking. So that's a good news for Green Bay. When has Aaron Rodgers ever been nervous? When has he ever like yeah. felt the footsteps. Uh, you could hear in some of his pressers like last year leading up to the NFC Championship loss to Tampa Bay. So he's, he's feeling good about himself, and that's a double bonus for the Packers. Well, he's always feeling himself, that's for sure. When he gets philosophical, he's feeling in a good mood. He's like psychopath calm. Yes. He's that, like mental I, illness calm. There you go. He's like the scary calm. He's like yeah. his girlfriend rubs Xanax on his gums <laughs> calm. He's like assassin calm. No, yeah. it's the girlfriend that caught you cheating, and she doesn't say a word. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, something's happening. Okay. Thumbs up. Watch out. <laughs> Thumbs up. I mean, we can start breaking down Packers right now. Yeah. I, I, okay, let me, let me say this. I think 
Rodgers is going to be Rodgers. If they lose, it's going to be something. The defense, special teams, I don't know what's up with your boy Mason Crosby. I don't know. If it if it gets down to them losing, if we come back on the show and they lost, it's it's not Rodgers. It'll never be Rodgers. I, I can confidently say that. Packers-Niners talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Good afternoon, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub. You can catch us every weekend at the Electric Playhouse. All right, Vital, time to represent, homie. What you got, son? Green Bay Packers host the San Francisco 49ers. Saturday night game. A lot of people are predicting a 49ers upset, and I don't understand why. Vital, who you got? Well, as a lifelong Packers fan, staying with the G, and I'll tell you what, this game is going to be probably a slogger number, a knockdown slugfest, <laughs> because both teams want to run the ball, establish the run, control the line of scrimmage, and just run, just beat each other up. And that's what the Niners did to the Cowboys last week, and that's what the Packers have been doing pretty much for most of the year, establishing that run game, and then Rodgers can do his magic. So um, Debo Samuel... Man, he's not a secret weapon anymore. Everyone should know him. He's explosive, and he's going to be hard to to you know take down. And that that's going to be it. I think Green Bay's defense will rise to the occasion because they got back Wiley Merciless and um, and Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander, yeah. Ladarius Smith. So they're all back. So um, this game's going to be a nasty game. I think. I really like some of these one-on-one matchups. Jair Alexander on Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. Bakhtiari versus Bosa. Like, there's going to be some really interesting one-on-ones out there. Because you know Devontae Adams, they're going to double-team. They better. You know Jair is going to be on Debo. Right. Debo's going to get a spy. Either a linebacker or a safety is going to be looking at Debo all game out of the corner of his eye. And I think the one-on-one matchups are going to determine the game. Because if you ask me... I think the Packers are better than the Niners in every facet more of offense. Team. They're a more complete team, yeah. better quarterback, duh, better number one wide receiver, better running back backfield, better offensive line. The defense is the question mark. How healthy are some of these Packers playmakers? Jair Alexander has been activated for a while. He's been practicing, no game time. Zadarius Smith just got activated Mm -hmm. he's a big time playmaker how healthy is he does he need those game reps to get his sea legs back i think this is going to be a very close game if i looked at this game and it wasn't the playoffs packers in a blowout the 49ers is that team this year that wasn't that great in the regular season they got good at the best time of the season and i think they're in their groove right now but when you have Aaron Rodgers, that's the difference maker. Um, I have it as a close game uh, just because of the 49ers' defense and their run offense. 
but I have the Packers winning because of Aaron Rodgers. The Packers special team has been a mess all year. That's a key. The other key is can the Packers keep that pressure from Bosa and that defensive front for San Francisco, which is very tough, can they keep them off Rodgers? And if they can, again, they're going to have to establish the run. But if they can, I think the Packers come away with a close win. The Niners have an objectively good defense. Depending on what defensive metrics you use, they're somewhere – in between the third and seventh best defense in the whole NFL. The Packers did win already this year. And usually it's hard to beat a playoff team twice, but that was in week three. Yeah, this is a completely different 49. Neither neither of these teams were the teams they are now in week three. So it even close. By the way, the Packers are first in the league and with – in terms of less turnovers, they don't turn the ball over that much at all, and they don't make a lot of mistakes, turnovers. And Aaron Rodgers is hungry. That man is hungry. Especially against the 49ers. He's, no. o- he's 0 and what, 3 against 0 the 49ers 3. in the playoffs? Yeah. He's 0-3 oh, yeah. Yeah. against the childhood team, his favorite team growing yep. up, yep. the team that had the number one overall draft pick the year he was drafted. Do you remember that interview with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Mikey? He said, the Niners will regret not drafting me. Mm-hmm. And the Niners that. are 3-0 and against him <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the playoffs, so they don't regret squat yet. They don't regret anything. No. They're doing great. Yeah, He's like, we did fine without you. But they obviously would be better, and they'd probably have six <laughs> championships. Say, yeah. They'd probably have six or seven championships. <laughs> And obviously, when you think of Green Bay, you think of the weather and winter. It is a theme. It is something to worry about. I don't think it's that big of a deal as it used to be, like the ice bowl days. So that that maybe, can they throw the ball? I think they'll run the ball, both teams, and just try to punch each other in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be zero. There's not uh, predicting Sheesh. any. They're not predicting any uh, precipitation as of now. Zero. No snow, no sleet. If it's below zero, it's like too cold to even snow, right? The clouds just freeze yeah. and hang there. Uh, you can't, it can't even make per- precipitation. It's so cold. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers don't scare. No. He's not nervous. He doesn't get cold. He's been doing this for over a decade in this very same field, in this very same weather, and you know He's got a chip on his shoulder after the off-season stuff. Yeah, he's got. He wants to put all of this throw Rogan stuff behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest nickname. I'm so mad that I didn't come up with that nickname. Throw Rogan. Throw Rogan. That's brilliant. Jimmy G. Rap though. This is this is where we see the flaws. Sure. This game is going to expose everything. He's been he's been flying under the radar. They've been bringing in Trey Lance here and there. Matter of fact, I think Trey's going to get some run this game. They'll have a couple packages yeah. for Trey Lance. Yeah. If they can keep Debo under wraps and not turn the ball over, I think it's going to be it. an easy yep. win for the Packers. If um, the Packers' backfield doesn't cough up any fumbles, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions. No. Almost every interception Aaron Rodgers has thrown his whole life has been off of his receiver's yeah, hands. Yeah, a tip. <laughs> it's a tip interception. Yeah. He just doesn't yeah. throw interceptions that are his fault. He just doesn't do it. And Bosa's good to play, right? Yeah, yeah he's been he's cleared. cleared. He's going. He's uh, going. 
uh, who's the linebacker? Remember he got hurt last week in Dallas? He, he's going to be fine. I can't yeah. remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I I like the pick. I understand why people, especially if you're a betting man, I think it's going to be a close game, and they're both going to have to run the ball because of the weather. Yeah. So they're both going to eat up clock. Yeah. It's, so the under – is a good bet. Yeah. And if it's a low-scoring game, that favors the 49ers. Yeah. I was going to say, if the Packers get out ahead, it's over. Sure. If they get out, I'm, I'm not even going to say much. I'm just going to say 10. I, I'll say 10. If the Packers because then G-Rap comes into play, and that falls right into the Packers' defense. That's Yeah, that's not their game plan. The Niners can't come from behind. Mm-hmm. They, if you got a two-score lead on the Niners, that plays right into your hand. Yep. And you saw that they had that 23 nothing, 23-7 lead and almost lost it because of a couple of Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo blunders there yeah. in the fourth. So. Uh, but this game right here, Green Bay is horrible against the run the second half of the season. The defense hadn't been as good as it was the first half. This week off, I'm hoping that that does the difference. Yeah, I, I you know, it's hard to be this confident as a fan because <laughs> I, I, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Because, I hate it. You're like, this is too easy. It's, it's the calm before yeah. the storm, right? Yeah. You're like, this is like pride cometh before a fall. Am I right? Yeah. Nice to have a home game, though. In the in the, the whole thing you want to look at, it's good that your team is at home. And at the beginning of the year, I thought the Packers were going to win double-digit games, get into the playoffs, lose to a better team, and then, you know, pat themselves on the back, above-average season, whatever. But I did not see the Packers' defense being this strong this year. I did not see uh, the Packers' running game being this strong. And if you got a good uh, a good running game, and you have a good defense, and you have Aaron Rodgers, you are not supposed to lose football games. Right. And I do not think they're going to lose this football game either. It's another nostalgia game. Right? It's another nostalgia old NFC. The ratings are going to be through oh, the roof. most definitely. I don't know if it's going to beat Cowboys-Niners ratings, but it's mm. going to be great. Yeah, yeah. We're talking more football when we come back, and we'll be talking robo-umps when we come back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster Presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end them at O'Neill's Pub. And you can catch us every weekend at Electric Playhouse. And I'll tell you what, Albuquerque, this next segment is going to be a treat for me, and it is going to be a treat for every one of you as well. Sneaking in from our Facebook Live comments section is another baseball player who is creeping up on 40, graduated with me in the year 2000 from Carlsbad, New Mexico, second baseman, shortstop, outfielder, pitcher, catcher, everything on the field, Stanford University graduate, drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays, and just an all-around great dude. Brian Hall, how long has it been, my guy? 
Hey, Van. How are you, bud? Doing well, it's my guy. Been, been a while. Been a while. How are you doing? Hey, doing well, man. Just loving life up here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Where are you at these days? I am over in West Texas these days, getting to the oil business. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Absolutely. So you snuck into the, the Facebook live chat and said you wanted to talk robo-umpires, and I love talking baseball. I will talk baseball ad nauseum. I will talk baseball until the loyal listeners, 505-246-0610, hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline. Call in and tell me to shut up and talk about something else. So what was it like being a pro baller? You played baseball at Stanford University, and then you got drafted to the Toronto Blue Jays. Would Any, any time in your head would you envision – that there would be robot umpires? You know, playing, uh, you gave away our age earlier. Yeah, While sorry. we were playing, no, absolutely not. Um, and, and I think there's a certain part of the game, you know, the nostalgia, the history, that doesn't invite robo-umpires. I made a comment, though, that I would potentially be interested in it. And I've seen it done in some of the, uh, the independent leagues, and it looks like it's working out pretty well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, if you're talking about just statistics of getting balls and strikes correct, it's a no-brainer to embrace the technology. I mean, just look how far instant replay has come. We got to the point where you don't even really need referees. You really don't even need umpires on the field anymore. All the camera angles you have, you could see everything on the field all at once. You don't even need referees in football to call penalties. I think it's just the nostalgia of the game and the history of the game that makes people apprehensive of this. I would agree 100%. You know, but... I can tell you, as, as you start to climb through the ranks, one of the biggest, hardest things to do is to know the strike zone. Sure. Um, and with it changing each and every day, depending on which umpire is sitting behind the catcher, that's where my argument comes in that it might be a good thing for the game, especially as we're seeing better, better and better pitching, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there, there wasn't a handful of guys throwing mid-90s. Now it's every arm out of the bullpen is upper 90s, low 100s. Um, and it's just becoming harder and harder and harder to hit. And so I, I could make an argument um, that, it, that it could you know, shift everything back to the hitter if, if they could establish a, a strike zone that was consistent day in and day out. You you played pro, Brian, um, and you made a very good point about everyone throwing in the high 90s and in the 100s now. A 100-mile-per-hour fastball takes 375 milliseconds to reach the plate. Most people don't realize how impossible that is to, number one, hit, but even number two, see. Right. So these umpires are having to call balls and strikes in this little box 
of balls coming in at 100 miles an hour, and then you got lower 90s, upper 80s, sliders, curveballs, you know, lower 80s, upper 70s, change-ups going in different directions. It's going to be impossible for the human eye to catch up with this. Can you tell the listener who's never played at that level how difficult it is to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball or 80-mile-an-hour slider? You know, it's it's really, obviously, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in sports. That's what everybody says. Um, but, but when you break it down, you have to be able, prepared, to hit a fastball on every pitch. And then you hope you can keep, keep your hands back enough in the event you get a slider, change-up, split-fingered, everything else. Because if you start looking for other pitches, that fastball is by you, and you have no way to catch up. And that's that's a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's, it's You barely see it. It's a blur. So, Brian, okay, we're talking about baseball here. All right, baseball has a lot of old, unwritten rules, and they're they're not too – well, from what I can see, not too eager to move ahead into the future with everything, to be honest. So we're talking about robo-umpires. If we, How is that going to affect the game? Because, you know, a part of the game is managers being upset at umpires and, and people upset at calls. If we take the human element out, do you feel that's going to affect the way that people watch baseball? I, th- I think – some of the human element has already been taken out with the aforementioned replay. Um, for me, I, yes, I could see it, it being a little bit less entertaining. And baseball is a slow game to watch. It's it's tough to watch at times. I will be the first to admit it, even though I played. Um, you know, it's not action-packed. So, yes, I could see it taking out some of the fans, the casual fans. However, I also like the, the other argument that I think the hitting could improve based on having a consistent strike zone day in and day out. Sure. I mean, that's a really good point because if you got two strikes on you, you got to protect the black part of the plate, not just the real strike zone because mm-hmm. you never know what the ump is going to call. His, his strike zone might change not only from game to game, but from inning to inning. But like you said, better hitting, more people will watch if that's the case. Yeah, more action, more people hitting, more balls in play. I think that level of excitement will draw more casual fans in. But let me tell you, my beef with the whole robot umpire. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You can't storm out of the dugout. Thank you. That's where I was going. And yell at some metal box. Yes. That's and it doesn't work. It takes all the fun away. That's right. There's going. no hat backwards. Yeah. I mean, kicking dirt still works. Like you jam some you know, dirt in their gears yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but but it takes away that element of there it. There's go. no more umpires getting thrown out. Right. Like there's no one to argue with anymore. Yep. Because you know your strike zone is going to be perfect. You know instant replay is going to get every call right. And that's one of the best parts of baseball is having the old crotchety manager mm-hmm. storm out of the dugout and yell at some poor dude who's just trying to do his job around a bunch of elite-level athletes. Oh, I agree. I agree. But most of it would be gone. Um, but it kind of feels as a society that's where we're going anyways. Mm. Um, it, it, you know, in, in a number of 
different areas, and I could talk on that all day. But, you know, if I'm just talking pureness of baseball, I don't like it. I don't like it because of the history. I don't like robots because of the history. However, I think having a consistent strike zone that you know day in and day out, it's going to be the same. Um, quality of play will improve. And you made a very good point. The the final argument, the piece de resistance, Angel Hernandez. There's <laughs> there's no more bagging on the worst umpire in the league. There's yeah. no more arguing yeah. over over who's the worst umpire. Yeah. Is it Angel Hernandez? Is it whoever? It, it doesn't matter anymore because you always get it right because technology wins out in the end. Brian, you still playing baseball? You still doing any coaching? You you still got baseball in your heart? I, I still enjoy baseball. My my body has given up on me. A um, couple shoulder surgeries, three wrist surgeries. I need another shoulder surgery. I need another wrist surgery. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll still give lessons and, and give tips. But as far as throwing, hitting, those sorts of things, that's, you know, my, my body wore out. Brian, I'm going to fluff you up real quick. Uh, Robert, in my senior class, mm-hmm. Brian was easily the best player on the field. Okay. Not for us, any game we ever played. Mm-hmm. There was a difference growing up when we were Little League, uh, Connie Mack, JV, varsity. You know, Brian was too good to play JV, but some of us were slumming. <laughs> some of us had to slum it for yeah. a while. It was night and day, this young man's athletic ability. And everyone knew when we're playing with this guy that he was on an upward trajectory and he was going to play at the upper levels. And if it wasn't for injuries, Brian, I had all the faith in the world that you were going to do some special stuff in the big leagues. And it's really cool to hear from you. And thanks for calling in and giving us uh, your opinion on robot umpires. Anytime we're talking baseball, feel free to call in. It was a pleasure. Hope you're well and hope your family is well. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, for building me up. Those are great words. And uh, look forward to keep listening to you guys, and, and hopefully we can catch up again soon. You guys take care. Sweet. I'll, I'll cut that clip out of me uh, rubbing your shoulders there. You get to play it for your friends and family. <laughs> I told you. I told you, Steve. What I, I tell you? What I tell you? I was the man. What I tell you? I was Leave the man. Steve, but look, this guy said it on the radio. <laughs> All right, more NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. It is a Fredless Friday as Fred is up in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. He is the voice of New Mexico Highlands, and he has games tonight and tomorrow. He will be back with you on Monday. Lucky for me and lucky for you, Albuquerque, we got Robert Buck D. Gibson in with us as he normally is on Monday and Friday. And we talk in football. And we both have the Titans. Yes. And we both have the Packers. Yes. Vital, you got Titans too, right? Oh yeah. Okay, we're double unanimous on that. We all three of us have the Titans. Obviously me and Vital have the Packers. Yeah. As then Robert also has the Packers. Yeah. And now we're moving on I think, Sunday. I think this is the one where it kind of gets mixed up. Look, both of these games are as 50-50 yeah. 
of a playoff matchup as I've seen in quite some time. I think the Rams and Bucks are a coin flip. I think the Bills and the Chiefs are a coin flip. But I'm going to make my predictions anyway. There we go. Rams and their new quarterback, Matthew Stafford, visit Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and should be an excellent matchup. They met earlier in the year, and Matthew Stafford bested Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. But that was early in the season, Tom Brady. That was regular season, Tom Brady. This is playoffs, Tom Brady. Yeah, boy. This is a different guy. Yeah. What kind of idiot bets against Tom Brady in the playoffs? Can you I'm wait tell for us? You, to, can you wait for us to give our picks first? I'm gonna tell you what type of idiot <laughs> bets against Tom Brady in the playoffs, and that's me, Van Nunley, co-host of Two Men On, ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. Don't tell me you're doing that. I think the Los Angeles Rams uh. aren't the best team in the league, but they have the best roster in the league mm-hmm. and they have so many playmakers in key positions not only they have so many playmakers in key positions they also have playmakers that match up against Tampa Bay's deficits okay. where they have people who are injured Tampa Bay's offensive line who is already shaky is missing two very key pieces mm-hmm. and you can't have an injured offensive line Go up against Aaron Donald Mm -hmm. and Von Miller and the Rams defense, who is a phenomenal defense. And for that reason alone, I'm going to do another bonehead idiot move and pick against Tom Brady. I think the Rams are going to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their house. Give me the Matthew Stafford redemption tour. It's going to last one more week. Los Angeles Rams. Rob, who you got? Come on, man. It's foolish. Come on. Foolish, I know. Have you not learned anything? If it wasn't for the injuries, I couldn't do it. Van, you started the show talking about the eight best quarterbacks. Uh Uh-huh. So we get to the game (laughs) that has the GOAT. The greatest of all time. Yes, and you pick against him. I pick against him. And the other quarterback is a guy... Who just won his first playoff game. Yep. And he's on the road. Yep. You out of your mind. I So I see the story on the flip side. Tom Brady is missing key pieces. He won the Super Bowl last year, so he might not be that hungry because that was the first season after New England. You got Aaron Donald. You got the basically the NFL Monstars. And they're, they don't have a B. Godwin's out. The two offensive linemen are out. It's just Brady putting some no names on his back to beat a team full of superstars. No Ronald Jones. That, no Leonard Fournette. No Levante David. This is just another brick in his castle. This is what Brady does. Maybe. Every time, every time this. How many times in his career have we been like, all right, this is this is what he's going up against. There's no way. Next thing you know, 
How many times God. have I personally <laughs> done this in the past? I can't do it. I don't learn. I cannot do it. <laughs> I'm a Chargers fan. I'm doing it again. I'd be out of my mind to sit here and say, Brady, he's he's done. I heard someone say this is his last game in the league. You are out of your mind. Okay, now that's silly. Yeah. He said he's going to play until he sucks. It, he don't suck. No. And he ain't going to suck for a long time. No. I I gotta go back go back to the way you started the the show off. Quarterback play matters in the playoffs. The Rams are a good team, but they still have Matthew Stafford, who is an excellent quarterback. Who is one compared step. to other quarterbacks? Not Tom Brady. <laughs> Not Tom Brady. Not Tom Brady. If you think okay, let's segue away okay. just a second. Just okay. a second. You're telling me mm-hmm. if Matthew Stafford was on the 2001 Patriots mm-hmm. and was on the Patriots for the better part of two decades, yeah. he wouldn't have as many rings. Hell no. Tom Brady's just not even half of them. Not even half of them. No. See, I think. You know why? Think about where he's played in a dome. Put him in New England? Oh, no. It's just something about Brady, man. I'm never going to go against this guy. And this is another one of these. That's a smart money. It's another one of these storylines where we think we put the dirt on Tom Brady, and here he comes, Undertaker. He has nothing going for him. He is supposed to lose this game. The Buccaneers, to be honest, I don't even know how. Are they a favorite? The Bucs are two and a half. And that's because of TB12. 100%. Yes. So here's the thing. They say in betting, the home team is worth three points. You get a three-point advantage for being at home. It's in Tampa, Yep. and they're only two-and-a-half-point favorites, Mm -hmm. which tells me at a neutral location, it's either a pick'em or the Rams are favorites. I like those odds. I like the Rams lineup. I like the way they match up against Tampa Bay's key injuries. I, But you're leaving out the one thing. It's the playoffs. Tom. It's the playoffs. Tom Brady yes. in the playoffs. Yes. I know. I this get is it. The, this is I the get it. He's made his career off of games like this where you're like, nah, man, he doesn't have the weapons. Such and such is out. They're this. They're that. Look who they're playing. He's made a career out of proving know-it-alls like me wrong. I can't do it. The L.A. Rams have a better roster. Big time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have key injuries all over the place. Tampa Bay doesn't have his shiny new toys. No Godwin. No Brown. Yeah. No Perriman. Like, none of these guys are going to be there. Yeah, they, have, they haven't announced who their running back is going to be. It was supposed to be Ronald Jones, but that tells you how back banged up they are. But it doesn't matter in terms of how Brady gets the job done. It's unreal. I, I know, yeah, man. It's just, I'm just going to be an idiot, and a long line of idiots who are going to bet against Tom Brady, and then thank God I'm off Monday (laughs) so I don't have to face the fire. I don't have to hear it from you guys Monday, but I think I'm going to hear it on Tuesday how big of an idiot I am for picking Matthew Stafford, (sighs) that loser, never done anything. He just can't turn the ball over. That's been his problem. If he turns the ball over – and he has done that for points of the season. 
uh, especially when they had that midseason slump where they lost, they lost three or four in a row, the Rams, then they're going to have issues. But the one thing I liked, what I saw by their defense guys there you go. Yeah. On, on last Sunday night and when they dismantled the Cardinals, the Cardinals only had 40 yards in the first half. 40 yards. Yeah. And if, I think they take that type of attitude against Tampa Bay. They're going to be hard to beat. But, okay, stick your neck out, Vital. Who do you got? Oh, I got the Rams. I oh, like hey! the Rams. Another idiot. All right. Maybe. Yes. Y'all are out of y'all's mind, bro. <laughs> you know what I got to do? I got to get a ticket on this. Yeah. I got to put it down on paper. If I have time tomorrow, I'll put some money on it. Man, look at you. Because they can't. I mean, it's it's a good segment, right? Going yeah. against Tom Brady. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the idiot again. But I actually in real life think you, that, you feel that it Tampa Tom is going to lose. You feel it. It's not a feeling. It's like. All the X's in the equation. It's just like the third quarter against the Falcons in sure. the Super Bowl, Philly. It's, it's done. I know it feels like it, <laughs> but Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's won it more than anybody, yeah. duh, but he don't win it every year. Yeah, but this is the type of stories that he's just yeah. time and time and time again. I have the Bucks winning. With Brady taking them down the field and winning on a on a field goal, so yeah, that that I see it. Yeah, that's that's a key. so you're thinking to go down to the wire. Yeah, I do because not I believe the Rams defense will ball out. I just that the the Bucks defense is going to give Stafford problems. It's going to be a tight game, and here comes TB twelve. Yes, they do. The yes, Rams' backfield is, went yeah. from a two-headed monster, and now they got Cam Akers back. Now oh, yeah. they're a three-headed yeah. monster. It's, Cam Akers looked really good oh, yeah. last week. And then Sony Michelle's been plugged in like they never missed a step. Yeah. Pro Football Focus had Tom Brady's was earlier this week. They had a clock that Brady's release time is 2.98 seconds. So he gets rid of the ball quick. And to me, that Rams defensive line has been always pushed around a lot of times this year, except last week against Cardinals. So that's going to be key. Can they get yeah. enough pressure on him? Because yeah. he doesn't do that well when he gets pressure. No doubt. Brady's wine and everyone else's cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, There's no doubt about it. He's getting better. He's ten times the quarterback he is the last few years than he was when he was young and healthy and spry. The, the, it seems I, like his release has gotten faster. Yeah. His arm has gotten He's stronger. not trying to get hit. And of course, he's got mostly dinks and dunks, though. You have yep. to admit, sure. Yep, and that's that's part of his game. Yep. Um, it's just I, that that last possession. I, it's going to be kind of the same way I was talking about the Forty ers and Cowboys game. The longer it goes, and the more physical they are, and the tighter it gets. I just see Brady doing it, man. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'm here's, saying. Here's your chance, Matthew, to prove that you belong with the elite. Against the GOAT. Do you want to be in the next chapter yeah. of Brady's documentary? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. I think the best matchup in the game of the week is the late game on Sunday. Most- and we're going to get into Chiefs-Bills when we come back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days 
at O'Neill's Pub. And you can catch us every weekend at the Electric Playhouse. All right, we're all in unison there for a minute. We all pick the Titans. <laughs> we all pick the Packers. And me and Vital, with our giant red clown noses, <laughs> are picking Matthew Stafford over Tom Brady. Well, don't forget, they got Akers and Sony Michelle, and they did a real good job against the not-too-bad Cardinals defense. Look, I'm not picking hey. against Tom Brady. I'm picking the Los Angeles Rams because they have a better team. You're picking against Brady, bro. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's what it is. You you can try to trick your brain, but that's exactly what you're doing. Hey, how do you think I got this far in life <laughs> without all these mental gymnastics I've been doing? Smoke and mirrors. Exactly. <sighs> Don't ask me what's really going on. I'll hey, tell you what's going on. Don't smoking ask me something really going on. else going against TB12. <laughs> all right. Now this game... This is a throw up my hands and shoulders and just go, I don't know. I am so excited to watch this football game. Yes. It is going to be amazing. Except for Rodgers and Brady, these are the two best quarterbacks in the league, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I'll tell you the vibes I get from these two right now. This is Brady Manning all over again. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to be good for a long time. Mm-hmm. The NFL is going to schedule them to play each other every year. Prime time. Prime time. Yep. Their teams are going to be in the playoffs every year. So this is going to be this is the beginning. Actually, last year was last the beginning yeah. of a long battle that we're going to see every year for quite some time. Well, both quarterbacks right now are unstoppable. We start from there and go on. They're both playing Madden. Yes. They're just playing video games out there, and everyone's the victim. Josh Allen last week, he was playing Madden against like a five-year-old. <laughs> he just demolishing. He made Bill Belichick look so stupid Bro. last week. Seven touchdowns in a row against the Bill Belichick defense. It's that was of. great this year. And, and, he, and here's another thing. What quarterback leads their team in rushing in the NFL this season? Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. He leads a quarterback leading your team in rushing. And now they got both of his running backs are healthy too. And I have to say this too, Mike. It's not like he's uh, one of these quarterbacks who can't throw. He's superb on both sides. Like he pull it down, he's getting the first down. He throws it. As long as they catch it, it's going to be a first down. Like this is. Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. You know, we started the show with quarterbacks. Yeah. Let's end the show with quarterbacks. Got you. How about the varsity? Okay. The varsity of could have done better than Tom Brady. Mm. The easy answer is no one. I was going to say. The easy answer. That's what I was going to say. The easy answer is no one. But I see what you're doing. We'll pick our varsity of people we think. We could have plugged into the Patriots ah, and would have had you. the same amount of success. Okay, that makes okay. sense. That's all that makes sense. Of our varsity of could have been Brady's. Okay, and this is any quarterback of any time or just during the time of Brady. Any time ever. Okay, okay. got you. Could have been Brady. Got you. The varsity could have been Brady. Okay, back to to Buffalo, Casey. Usually, and this comes from a guy who has 
who's in the black this year in sports betting, okay. who's in the black in fantasy sports, who's in the black on daily fantasy, who won his Pick'em League, the Oracle, <laughs> a.k.a. Nostra Dumbass. I'm pretty good at this, all right? I'm not bad for an amateur. Okay. Vegas isn't going to hire me any day soon, but I win. This is a don't bet on this game. Oh, no. Unless you have inside info, this is one bad bounce. This is one injury. This is one slip away from going either way. I picked Kansas City to win the Super Bowl to begin of the year because their offense is so prolific. They just got so many playmakers that it's hard to bet against Kansas City. So I will reluctantly mm. pick Kansas City to beat Buffalo. Buffalo's going to get theirs. Josh Allen is going to get his. But I got to – I'm rooting for Buffalo. I'm rooting for Bills Mafia. 505-246-0610. Are there any members of Bills Mafia in Albuquerque? I want to hear you tell me why they're going to win. But I can't bet against Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I just I can't go against these guys. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. <sighs> it's just this is the most 50-50, I don't know what's going to happen game I've seen in a long time. Ah, <sighs> man. So, I feel like this is the Bills Super Bowl. Just because they are tired of hearing about the Chiefs. Yeah. What the Chiefs Get did used to, them. to it. They I ain't know. going nowhere either. I know. And then what they did to him last year. Remember, Stephon Diggs at the end of that game. Yeah. Just he watched it. He soaked it in. I think. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't remember that yeah. loyal listener, after the Bills lost last year. He didn't leave the field. Everyone went into the locker room, took off their pads, got, their, got into the, uh, the hot tub. Stephon Diggs stayed out there and watched every minute of the celebration. He watched it. I believe that right that was a moment for the Bills. A lot of people were writing them off. We were a lot of people were on the Patriots going to win the AFC East. We see who won it. Um they are peaking at the best time ever. Allen Here's what I say. What he did to Belichick's defense. Like I felt like they were like putting all the frustration out there. We're going to score as many touchdowns. I don't care. And I feel like even though the Chiefs' defense has been way better this year, if they can do that to a Belichick coach team, they can do that to a Chiefs team. And I'm picking the Bills in a high-scoring game. But it will be close. One of the reasons why the Chiefs had that eight-game win streak, I thought, was the uh, defense. The turnaround of the defense, I thought, was the difference in them making that that eight-game win streak. And their offense has kind of been a roller coaster off and on until they put up 47 against the Bills. Remember, I thought the offense had caught fire. So now they're they're experienced. They've been in these type of games. You got Mahomes. You got the defense playing at a, at a high clip. I really like Kansas City here in the end. Yeah, I mean, what, mm. what Bills did to New England last week, that was a statement game. Oh, yeah, we're here. I was like, we're coming for you. We're here. Not just coming for New England, coming for the whole AFC and coming for the Super Bowl. But this is must-see TV. Oh, this is going to be 
Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's... Two amazing young up and coming teams. Kansas City's already been there and they're not going anywhere. Buffalo has the bones to be good for a long time. I just think Kansas City, the difference, they've been in big bigger games than the younger Bills team, I think. Sure. I mean yeah. they've been there the yeah. past the past three years yeah. they've been there. Yeah. So do you guys think that the another reason why I'm picking the Bills is if I'm going to go, we're going to stay on the theme of the quarterbacks. This year, Mahomes has been more reckless than Allen. For some reason, I don't know what it is, he's been more frustrated that he had to to go down the field dink and dunk. He was more reluctant to do that. Sometimes he was forcing it, but he did catch his way. But I believe Allen was just more consistent this year. That's the the main thing for me. That's the main thing. The, the key to me is Kansas City's defense because they were so awful oh, at man. the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. Kansas City defense at the beginning of the year made every single quarterback look like Patrick Mahomes. They had more holes in their defense than friggin' Swiss cheese. It was <laughs> embarrassing. Yep. Chiefs fan was like, I don't know. What do we, what do, we do here? What, what do we do with this team? Do you just blow it up and start again next year with a new defense? But eventually they got it together, and they've been playing well. They've been playing like a cohesive unit. They have some playmakers. Yes, they do. Jones, Honey Badger. So you going Bills Mafia. I'm going Bills, the only road team that will win this weekend. All right. That's what I have. We got two Chiefs and a Bills Mafia. Vital, me and Mikey got all the same four picks. Yep. Yeah, we're in unison. Well, so you got to join the bandwagon. <laughs> when we come I back, think, I think it's going to be a good game. Oh, I'm still I'm so excited. The best of the weekend. I and agree. The Packers and the 49ers. I think those games are going to be the top. And the NFL knew it. That's why they're in prime time. Yep, of course. Both times. Yeah, Packers on a Saturday night. That's crazy. Mahomes Allen on a Sunday night. What a treat. When we come back, the varsity of could have been Brady. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. What a show today, y'all. Yes, sir. Fredless Friday. Fred is in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Voice of New Mexico Highlands. Calling some games up there for the Cowboys. Big shout out to the callers today. Hey, special shout out, my buddy from high school, played baseball with me, high school, Brian Hall. That was a dope call. Seemed like he's doing very well. That was really exciting to hear from him. Played baseball at Stanford, played baseball in uh, the bigs, I mean, uh, in the minors for Toronto Blue Jays, high draftee. It lets me know how much you slacked in high school. Ah, (laughs) well, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. And just an all-around great guy. Yeah, he, he seemed very great nice. Guy. Very I, nice. I appreciated that call. That's neat. Big shout-out to Brandon Ortega, Star TV and Radio, KOB TV's very own. Check out Brandon Ortega on Channel 4, KOB, any chance you get. He is a wealth of talent and knowledge and hardest-working dude I know. The sultry voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, joined us. Special shout-out to Rob, friend of the show, friend in real life. Always appreciate when he contributes to the program. Thanks to all the other callers, Mailman, Tommy, 
Who am I forgetting? Who else called in? Might be it. That was it. Today on the I-9 Varsity, check out I-9-280. They do it better than anyone else in the city. And it's not just football, baseball, basketball. They can support your kid with any kind of extracurricular activity. Give them a call. They're the best in the biz. Today's I-9 Varsity is the Varsity of Coulda Been Brady. Mm. It's been a very quarterback-heavy show today. Yeah. And the idea just popped in my head a couple segments ago. But we started with, of all the teams left in the playoffs, seven out of the eight teams have the seven best quarterbacks left. And so that got me to thinking, the best of all time, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Who could have been Tom Brady? (laughs) And define that. Define what are the variables in this question. And I, we segued into this because I was like, well, Matt Stafford is just as good, is just as talented. He could have been Brady if he was in the same situation. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'm, I'm going to go first. All right. Hit. With the obvious answer to this, Drew Bledsoe. Okay. Drew Bledsoe. People That's a forget. Great start. People forget Drew had already taken the Patriots to the Super Bowl against your Green Bay Packers. Brett Favre. Yeah. And, you know, Parcells left. Belichick came in. The, the injury, the hit, the rest is history. But if he never got hurt, I do believe Drew Bledsoe would have won Super Bowls with New England, especially with that defense they had then. That's an excellent answer, and that's an excellent start. Yeah. I'm going to say – this Rose Bowl winning quarterback for Ohio State most likely would have been the number one pick. Most likely would have led his team to the national championship had he not been injured. So in the I-9 varsity of could have been Brady, I'm going with Johnny Utah. <laughs> <laughs> if he wouldn't have blown his knee out, yeah. he would have been the first draft pick. He would have been an elite NFL quarterback, but instead he didn't even pursue pursue football. Hmm. Became a became a police officer, became a detective instead. Good one. I think he could have been Brady. I have one. Okay. That is a forgotten quarterback. He actually did play in New England with Brady. After Brady was a starter, took the team to eleven and five. Okay. Matt Castle. All right. But as soon as Brady got right, they they dipped him in titanium. They shipped Matt Castle off. You never heard of him again. Give me Matt Castle. He could have been Brady. That's another great answer. He had a lot of success. Next on uh, my list, it could have been Brady on today's I-9 Varsity. He was flashy. He was talented. He was everyone's favorite player. Swagger to the max. Uh Oh, I know where you're going with this one. Number 13 (laughs) for your Las Vegas Sharks. Steaming Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. (laughs) (laughs) If Willie Beeman would have had a shot on the Patriots, I think he could have been Tom Brady. Okay, I'm going to take this one to, to my home team. If you take the tuck rule... 
Deflate Gate, whatever the other one was called, Spy Gate. That's at least three. Philip Rivers could have got. You stick Philip Rivers with all that cheating in New England, he would have at least three to four, and he would have beat the Giants at least once. So that's, yeah. that's four or five Super Bowls for Philip Rivers. Depending, yeah, depending on how you answered the question of this varsity, mm-hmm. I was pretty sure you're going to say Philip Rivers. <laughs> I think that <laughs> that's like the perfect, like real life answer. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> he was so close over and over yeah. and over again. If it wasn't for actual Tom Brady, if it wasn't, he would have had a couple. Brady and Manning every year. Got in some trouble, just like Pete Rose, for gambling during the season. Stud quarterback, the future of professional football. Quarterback of the L.A. Stallions. (laughs) Also turned police officer, just like Johnny Utah. I'm going with Jimmy Dix. Ooh. If Jimmy Dix didn't get caught up in that gambling ring, which wasn't his fault. He was it blackmailed. It wasn't him. To be fair, it wasn't, it wasn't him. Yeah. He was the patsy for the whole situation. I think Jimmy Dix could have been Tom Brady. There we go. Perfect way to end it. Vital, thank you so much. You are very good at your job, and I really appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. The man. So what do you – are you in? Uh, are you back behind the glass this weekend, or you get to put your feet up on the couch and watch some football? Oh, I'll be here and home. Oh, both. Jeez, exciting. Well, thank you as always, Robert. You killed it as usual on thank the show. You. Thank you very much. As always, time flew because we were having fun, man. Happy divisional weekend, Albuquerque. I will see you on Tuesday. Fred and Robert will be here with you on Monday. You've been listening to Two Men On on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten, the Sports Animal.